This episode is brought to you by Monkey Blood Design and Publishing. Hi, folks. Old Man Grognard here. Imagine, create, play. Monkey Blood Design and Publishing is a publisher of products for role-playing games from the theater of the mind glory days of the 70s and 80s to the in-depth rule systems of modern gaming. Monkey Blood Design and Publishing is also the home of the Gold Any Award winning The Midterland setting and its creator, Glenn Seal. Monkey Blood ships quality gaming products around the world from their UK web store, but you can also find their products on DriveThruRPG, Itch.io, and Redbubble. Not only do they offer high-quality gaming material, but if you need a piece of cartography, art, writing, or layout for your own project, Monkey Blood Design and Publishing can offer freelance services to help bring your own project to creation. So, if you want to buy some great RPG products or get help bringing your own to fruition, head on over to monkeyblooddesign.co.uk and get in touch. Let Monkey Blood Design and Publishing help you to imagine, create, and play. Abed and all hope, listeners. You're listening to Radio Grognard, the OSR podcast about stuff with your host Glenn Hallstrom. Hiya folks, old man Grognard here. Hope you're all doing well. It's a nice day out and I want to talk more about kit bashing RPGs because there's there's a way to, to me, in my opinion, there's a way to go about it and there's a way not to go about it. If you're just going to go out there and look at all these game systems and go, okay, I want this from this and this from this and this from this and this from this, that ain't going to work. Because, well, I'm not going to say it's not going to work, but you're doing more work than you have to. That's what I mean. So what you do is you try to get an idea. What kind of game do you want to run? Do you want to deal with, more importantly? Because that's good. And also, what kind of mechanics your players That's really important. If you have players who want, you know, just want to be able to do stuff and go and have a few you know, Benny's, go for it. But if you got players who like to have a lot of options or like lunch or something like that, you're going to have to go another way. Basically, what you need to do is sit down and look at game systems. And it's not hard. If you're a game system, it's a lot easier. There's game systems out there that do the things their own way. If that's okay and you can make it work, that's fine too. But You've got to find a ba- to me. You've got to find a base system, and that means a system that does most of what you want. You know, right out, right out the gate, right off. And so you want to be able to use that system. That's your core, right there. Then you start looking at similar systems, maybe systems that use the same base but do a few things differently. And that's the kind of stuff where you go, okay, I like that, I'll put it over here. I like that, I'll put it over there. After that, you can go further afield. I've taken things out of game systems that were wildly incompatible to the usual class or level D&D type system I'm used to, but I made it work. Now, if you're looking at something and go, hey, that's really neat, I think it ought to be in my system. You know, in my game, well, go for it, but you've got to look at it and objectively, you've got to look at it. Is this going to make my game better? Is it going to make make it closer to what I want the game to feel like? 
or what my players want the game to feel like. First off, I'm assuming you're going to come to some kind of understanding between your players and you on what kind of game you want to run. So with that in mind, will these new charts, tables, systems, procedures, whatever, help your game? Will it make your game better? Will it make it feel, will it make it, make it feel more immersive, more atmosphere, things like that? A lot of stuff I do when I add stuff to my games is either I come out, come in, it springs out of my head <laughs> or pull it out of my behind or something like that of my own, or it has to do with peripheral stuff. And I mean more role-playing than mechanics. If it's going to do mechanics, then it's more of a decision of, okay, I want this to do that much damage and not this much damage. Or I want them to be able to say they're doing, playing clerics. I want them to be able to turn turn, turn undead by hit dice rather than type of undead. I think the hit dice thing is, to me, the hit dice thing is better. Because then you've got a lot of, you got a leeway. Anything that gives me more leeway, more play in it, I like. That's the way I am. You may be different. You may want something that does something specifically. So go ahead and use it. Also, I got to say, don't bog your game down with too much stuff you pulled out from other games. You know, if you like complexity, if your players like complexity, okay, fine. But for me, I, you know, the simpler the better. If I'm going to add something, I am really going to sit down and think, okay, does this make make my game better? And is it easy to implement? Is it quick to implement? Because to me, it's all about simplicity and quickness because you got to keep the pace going. You got to keep the pace going. And if it slows down the game, I'm more likely to throw it out. I really am. You know, and like I said, I've got peripheral things. Like from Blades in the Dark, I took the flashback system. And that's basically having, giving players, the player wants a flashback. It's like, I like to have a flashback of, yeah, I remember to bring this with me. Or, or I talked, I remember talking to this person or something like that. I said, okay, fine. Now down the road, they're going to pay for it. Somehow they're going to pay for it by taking, um, I don't know, disadvantage on a, on a die roll or minuses on a die roll or something like that, or maybe something a little... It'll always come up when they least expect it, usually. Well, I should say all, not always, but usually it'll come when they least, least expect it. But that's the price they pay. Now, in my Monday Eberron game, Carlos was amenable to the idea of flashbacks. I said, okay, you already have, since this is Eberron, you already have the action points. If a game has something like action points or even like Savage Worlds as Benny's, even better because I can say, because I only get so many action points per adventure, not per session or anything like that. I only get so many action points. And it's usually tied to my level. I'm fifth level right now. I got five action points to spend. So what I do is, okay, I would like to flashback this. I'd like, I want to flashback and I tell them what it is and I will pay an action point for that. So there's that. So anything you have to pay, that's a better thing. So see, these are the kind of things that I like to use. I like to use, you may like to do something a little crunchier, like the, the cleric turning thing I was talking about or damage or whatever. But, you know, 
use get your get yourself a base and put in whatever systems you want to take from other games or something you think of but just make sure it fits and make sure it adds to your game and doesn't slow down your game that's the whole point but a good base is what you need Anyway, I gotta go start my day. So if you guys want to talk to me about this or anything else, oldmangrognard at gmail.com, or you can drop a voicemail on Anchor. We have a donation system at Kofi, ko-fi.com slash oldmangrognard. You can give a one-time donation, and I would thank you. But if you want to do a monthly thing, you can do that here on Anchor. As little as 99 cents a month, you too can help support this program. And I would thank you for that too, just like I'm thanking these people who give it to me monthly. Jonathan, Oliver, Gilbert, Juan Carlos, Daniel, Dan, Benjamin, Jason, John, Alan, Aaron, Michael, Randy, and Joe. Thank you guys. I appreciate it. For more good podcasts, there's Dan Griggs, the Young Y-U-N-G, Young Grognar Podcast. Mark C. Wallring's the Yawning Owlbear Podcast. Kevin at the Red Caps Podcast does a good job. So does Daniel Norton at the Bandits Keep Podcast. We also have Randy and Joe over at Biggest Geekest Podcast. There's also Big John Allen Larges, the Red Dice Diaries, and my friend Eric Tinkar's Tavern Chat. So, until I see you folks next time, keep the dice warm, and I'll talk to you later. Bye-bye. Questions? Comments? Send them to oldmangrognard at gmail.com. We'll see you next time when Radio Grognard is on the air. Mm-hmm.